0: we we'll We'll be right back. What's up, everyone? Welcome to another episode of the Brew Jackets, where we talk about the the Blue Jackets hockey team and sometimes some brews. Uh, I'm Lance, as usual. I can find me on Twitter at Hefty Duck. And joining me tonight, as as usual, is the wonderful Kevin Valentin. How are you doing tonight, Kev?
1: I'm doing good. Doing good today, Hefty Duck. Always good to do a podcast with Hefty Duck, the greatest duck of all time. I went grocery shopping today with my mom, so that was cool. Uh, I saw oh, my I saw my nieces today, so that was cool. And uh, yeah, it's just it's just a lot of fun. It's it's been a lot of fun.
0: I'm not tired. My it's just been a long day. <laughs> and, uh, oh, right on.
1: Wearing wearing my, my new retro jersey that I got and. Uh, For my birthday back in March, my sister-in-law got me a Bearcats hat, so I'm wearing that today as well.
0: Nice. Oh, yeah, that's pretty dope. Pretty cool. I mean, it's been a pretty busy week this week, dude.
1: It has. I mean, social media
0: has been going wild.
1: And it's only Wednesday.
0: And it's only Wednesday. and (laughs) I can literally have the playoff game that's about to come on on my right here. So like I might bring it up like here and there throughout the podcast. It's not my main thing. I don't even honestly. I forget what games even starting right now, but it's whatever. Um, yes. Yeah, it's been a been crazy week. Uh, I I've been on four to three different streams already this week. I was on the the our par- partner, the Hockey Podcast Network. I was on their their draft party stream, and then after that, I I did the uh, um, the Oilers game. Yeah. After that, versus Vegas. Um, which uh that was that was like a wild game too uh this this playoffs have been really interesting i don't want to spend too a whole lot talking about because you know we're not in it but um the playoffs have been i I mean i saw someone with a really bad take online today it was someone from like some sort of like spitting your teeth out kind of post poster if you guys catch my drift i want to give him free advertising (laughs) no but seriously he, he posted something about how like uh Oh, uh, there's been no good games in the second round, and like to be fair, I mean it. They've all been blowouts, one way or the other. A lot of them happen. Um, I mean, just like the first round, there's at least some close games. But isn't it crazy? Have you been paying attention to how many road wins there's been? Isn't that really weird? Like it's like home 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 ice does not matter this year. It doesn't seem so. Just interesting.
1: Um, that's you know to me. It kind of reminds me to it's it's a different uh, I get a different idea, but it's a similar idea in the sense that it just seems like every year in the playoffs, there's a certain theme that goes on with certain teams, with just teams in general that happens. And I remember back when the Blue Jackets played the Penguins in 2014 in the playoffs, and the big thing about that series is, yeah, unfortunately, the Blue Jackets lost but i guess kind of the goofy shenanigans if you want to call them that series was is that if you went up 3-0 in a game during that series uh you would blow that three goal lead and lose 4-3 <laughs> and that happened to both teams where the blue jackets would go up 3-nothing blow the lead lose 4-3 and it happened to the penguins twice where they would go up 3-nothing then blow the lead and lose four or three. So and you mentioned the whole road thing. So that's what kind of makes me think of is like sometimes stuff like that just kind of happens. The
0: constant theme. It's really interesting too, because I mean the, the way, you know, I'm definitely rooting for the Canes right now in their current matchup. Um, and uh, it is really interesting how they rolled over Jersey and then Jersey rolled over them one game too. Just you, you give one, you get one, I guess. And
1: I have, I've said this on the show before, but I got to throw it out there again. Um, We are cheering for the Panthers and the Kraken to make the conference finals so that the blue jackets get a better draft pick.
0: Hell yeah. How about
1: that Kraken?
0: What a team this year.
1: So, or that's the first scenario. The second scenario is we're cheering for Kraken slash Panthers to make it to the conference final in both scenarios. The Blue Jackets get a better draft pick. The first one they get twenty-one. The second one they get twenty-two. But if neither of those teams make it to the conference finals, and the Blue Jackets get picked twenty-three, so Kraken slash Panthers, please make it to the conference finals. (laughs) Oh yeah, well, so better get a better draft pick.
0: Speaking of the draft, the biggest news of this week, of course, everybody is alre- should already be aware, um the Blue Jackets got third pick um for this year's draft, which is uh, very I mean the worst we could have gotten is fourth. So, a third pick for me is awesome. Uh you know, I'm cool with the third pick. Uh this this draft is is stacked. The the only just kind of complaint I have is uh I don't like Chicago. Sorry, I know you're an Illinois resider. <laughs> I know, but as far as I'm, I'm specifically the Chicago Blackhawks. Yeah, the Cubs, I couldn't care about the White Sox. I don't care about you know whatever the, um, Bulls. Bulls. Oh, I mean, I used to love the Bulls. Who didn't? Uh, Michael Jordan growing up, yeah. of course. But, um, but specifically, yeah, the Blackhawks. I'm not the biggest fan of that organization. Yeah, um, and uh, and some of their their players or former no, players, as it is.
1: That's a see. The Blackhawks, to a certain it's kind of a tough one for me because it's like for years, the Blackhawks would just unfortunately just beat the Blue Jackets just about every time they played them. Yeah. And it was just so frustrating. And I wear my Blue Jacket stuff up here in Illinois. And people, are like, oh, you like the Blue Jackets or some other rude comment. And it'd be like, screw you. Because on top of that, most of these people, didn't give two shits about hockey or the Blackhawks, but all of a sudden they're Blackhawk fans, whatever. But then on the but then on the flip side of that, I can't be too negative or too mean to them because like I do have people in my family and even some friends of mine that are legitimately Blackhawk fans that have always cared about them, whether they're yeah. bad or good or in the middle. And I can't necessarily be mean because it's like i know people that are good people that like the blackhawks they're not all yeah. the NFL, a-
0: i i get it a bit too because like so you know using a football analogy i'm not super into football i don't really follow much i i, I follow the Bengals more now because of uh you know the wonderful people who helped to start the show over at Bengals and Brews. i got dale and tantori over there and a bunch of other guys and great yeah. um and um so basically, if someone brings up, you know, the Steelers around me, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna start talking shit about like, oh, you like the Schittsburg Squealers? Ha ha ha! You know, I don't really care much about football, but I really
1: like making
0: fun of Pittsburgh teams.
1: Yeah, who doesn't? And, it, <laughs> you know, just, and then the fact, so you throw in the, like, oh, the people that have been rude to me about like, you know the me wearing blue jacket stuff, and, and then the Blackhawks, and then my family and friends that are actually legitimately good people that like the Blackhawks, and then Seth Jones plays for the Blackhawks, so it's like, I, I, it's kind of hard for me to be like totally mean to them. But I get it. I understand why you feel that way, Happy Duck, and to a certain degree, I feel that way too, You know, especially considering that, you know, hey, they're just kind of starting their rebuild, retool phase, whatever you want to call it. They don't have Patrick Kane or John from Taze anymore, and oh my goodness, all of a sudden, they get or Kane kind of, you know, or Kane. They don't have Kane or Taze anymore. And then all of a sudden, uh, oh man, they magically get... Uh, Connor Bedard, who's basically seen as like a Patrick Kane, yeah, you know, right? Patrick so, Kane 2.0. You know, for this team, for for this team, it's basically getting another Patrick Kane or John. Yeah, King and Kate. honestly, honestly, I feel like uh,
0: because uh, like the like you know when Chicago goes to make that pick, that first pick, you know, almost everyone there is gonna boo. Like, I mean, I I saw someone post that, and I was like, well, why would it? And then I was like, you know what? I think a lot like the consensus I've been seeing across the internet and from like other other podcasts I've talked to. You know, like uh, we were in the um, in draft lottery thing the other day with like a bunch of different teams, and and even a guy from like the Leafs podcast was like, yeah, I'd rather see see him, um, you know, end up like. A lot of people mentioned the blue jackets because it's it's still a kind of it's a it's an eastern team, so they yeah. won't get lost like uh you know a certain other Connor does. Like Connor McDavid's not like of all people, Snoop Dogg said this, right? Yeah. Snoop Dogg said that Connor McDavid is not marketed in the US well. And I and I fully agree with that. It's he's right. lost up in Edmonton. Why yep. would I give a shit about Edmonton? Yep, right? Like even if he was least in the Western League, like like Trevor Zegers, his name's more relevant to me than than Nick David's is. And, I mean, you know, to a point. I mean, I pay a lot of attention to a lot of hockey, so yeah. it's not like he's lost on me. But
1: no like the average I, fan, I do agree with that. And see, I've watched uh, videos that the hockey guy has done on this, and he's and his videos have shown that the stats prove that from an American standpoint. Hockey games in America do better when it's American team versus American team compared to American team versus Canadian team. So, it, and, no. that's, so and the thing is, like, the Oilers could, like, you know, go on, like, a 50-game winning streak, uh, and Connor McDavid could score, like, 50 to, like, 100 goals in a row, but it just doesn't matter as much because here in America – American team versus American team does better compared to American versus Canadian team. And
0: I've experienced that myself a little bit already too. Like when I do like the, the live watch long parties with the, for the, the, our partner, the hockey podcast network, like even on these, the ones I'm doing for this, um, for this playoffs, like, you know, I'm currently, I'm doing the Oilers and Knights and like those ones, like they get a lot of views over there, but they just don't quite do what, even like you know the uh well especially they don't do what the canes and devils probably uh ones do because that's that's to me that's a huge matchup um but then also even um yeah the panthers game and everything uh that one's a little different though because the leafs are just have one of the biggest fan bases in the nhl too so
1: they um, don't get affected by that as much, but they're still hurt yeah. by that because they're uh, a Canadian team. But if there was a Canadian team that doesn't get affected um, about that as much, it's Not quite as much. them. But it's still, yeah, it, they yeah. still get affected by it because this is the reality, at least in America, is that American team versus American team does better compared to American team versus Canadian team. Whereas if yeah. in Canada, it doesn't matter because it's like, oh, hockey, who, you know, we Well, like their
0: it. stands yeah. seem to be a lot more filled out, though, yeah. like like in the arenas, too. You know, uh, from what I've seen, like, like like they look packed a lot of times um, as compared to, like, even when their team's, like, not doing well or if it's, like, a lesser, like, popular team. But, like, when you look at, like, San Jose, you know, and, uh, and, and Anaheim, you know, those stands can be kind of. Empty some nights, but um. So, um, right before we do a deep dive here or a deeper dive, somewhat on some of like the 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 top couple prospects here, um, I was just gonna mention another very popular story uh, involving the the Blue Jackets here, involving the draft lottery, and that is the one and only. See, I'm watching the game right now. And to my right, I saw him on here. So it reminded me, Kevin Weeks, completely giving away the pick beforehand completely just like okay look y'all done live tv so much so long right uh we all know that the the actual um lottery was held behind closed doors um with like some like you know lawyers and 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 nhl man like staff and and whatever and uh team staffs and 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 third party observers right
1: lots of security
0: yeah, lots, and so like we know that that's done behind closed doors beforehand, but and so that, that we know that they know the results before they're going live. That's fine, just don't just don't ruin it for mm. me, man. Like because and it also happened to be the first team to move a spot at all in the order, mm. like of anywhere else. Like it's just so weird because like it's just whatever it's live tv it's shit's gonna happen but but um kevin weeks my dude <laughs> yeah, you're better than that yeah. you're better than that and then after words what was what that one dude i don't even know his
1: name castle no, casil no chris chelios
0: chelios yeah um yeah saying something well now to be fair he was kind of digging at Bucci grass because Bucci grass has been all like the whole bedard for columbus which is nice to hear like a national voice like you know, at least encouraging us. Like, it's been shit for a little while here now. It's nice to, you know, not get kicked while we're down. Um, and then that dude's like, oh, well, yeah, who cares? I don't even care about Columbus. You know what? That's fine if you don't. But, like, you know, there's quite a – yeah, keep it to yourself. On national television, my guy, it's supposed to be a night of celebration for everyone. We literally got third pick.
1: That's something to celebrate. It is. And I'm just – It's frustrating. At some point, this this shit has to stop. In terms of we get it, we get we get it. Some of you people don't give two shits about the Blue Jackets, and you take unnecessary cheap shots at them just because it's the cool thing to do. I'm putting that in quotations, (laughs) you know. And and a majority of these people, it's a derp. The Blue Jackets, a derp. Ohio, derp, 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 derp. Uh, Hey. Get off your ass and come to Columbus. Come yeah, to Ohio. Come for a game. Come for a game. You'll find out it's not that bad that you're making it out to me. It's actually pretty damn good. So get I've never
0: it. seen or heard an, uh, an opposing fan come to a, a, the you know uh, nationwide and complain about nope. hardly anything,
1: nope. if anything at all. Nope. because and. John Davidson has said this, and a bunch of other people said this, is that people that are not associated with the Blue Jackets, but they come to Columbus for whatever, it could be a hockey game or just whatever else is going on in Columbus. And they tell him, Hey, Columbus is a great place. That, this is a fun place to be. And there's all this other stuff. Okay. And at some it point, through
0: the family too. Yeah, like for someone like John
1: and kids and, you know, and,
0: whatnot,
1: and yeah, sports and you know museums and the whole the whole bit. Yeah, all these people out there. Enough of this shit. Stop it. Educate yourself. I'm it just
0: waiting it. for that day. You it know where? Like I, I just yeah. I'm going to try this just uh, one day eventually. I mean, <laughs> it might not be soon. I'm just waiting for that day to where I can just be like, ha. For those of you listening on audio, I just flipped the camera off, uh Double Bird. Um but uh you know it does. It gets it gets old hearing it on national TV. Like on Twitter, some like random person giving a shit. It's like whatever, dude. That's I I give as much shit to New Jersey as, as like anyone else uh, you know, gives to uh you yeah. know, the blue jackets. Uh but like uh that's one thing. Right when it's like people literally like one of the most watched NHL things of the, of the year, you know, No, can you just not be a dick for like five and, minutes?
1: Uh, who, cares, uh, who cares about Columbus? Well, apparently, uh, yeah, Columbus does. And
0: apparently like 18,000 about- fans a night this
1: whole last yep. year where we lost a majority a those lot. Games. And then who cares about Columbus? Oh, I don't know. The fans in Columbus that saved the crew. I don't know who cares about Columbus. Oh, the people that show up and you know get good crowds for the Clippers. Who cares about Columbus? The people that shove into Ohio State for a hundred five thousand plus for football games every about oh, every Saturday. I, I could go down the list. This this shit needs to stop. Get off your ass. Come here and educate yourself. Yeah. It just it just needs you know just needs to stop.
0: But so yeah. I wanted to mention that a bit before we get too far into the, uh, all the prospect stuff and whatnot. Sorry. Was there anything else you wanted to add there?
1: So obviously, yeah, you would have, would have been nice if the blue jackets got the first pick, they didn't get it. Oh, well, but, but they're still going to get a good pick at three. The blue jackets need help at center and they're going to get a good center, whether that be Adam Fantilli, whether that be, Will uh Leo Carlson, who's basically depending on who you ask, he's seen as a guy who could be a Evgeny Malkin, could be a Miko Rantanen, he could, be, could be
0: NHL ready,
1: could be Alexander Barkov, whatever. Good center, Will Smith. He's been projected to maybe one day be a guy like an Austin Matthews or a Jack Hughes, and there's a whole bunch of other guys down the list point being they're going to get a good player that it's going to be helped help the blue jackets out and they're going to fix that help fix their center spot that they really need help at and they really haven't had good center depth since 2019 when they had dubois duchene dubinsky jenner and riley nash
0: yeah yeah um you know um the, the guys over at BNB Roundtable, if any of you saw, I was on that podcast here on Monday. Go check it out. It's a great one. Uh, check them out. There's some great people. Um, you know, they, they brought up a few good points about some of these top picks. Um, and, and and that in lies, I, I, I even just read a story about this today. All right. So um, let's talk about Meechkov for a second. And, and, and uh, he's projected here on Sportsnet for number four. I think... Uh, here this might be an early one because they have will smith here at six but i mean that personally i kind of would have him there at six how old is this article let me check real quick um may 5th okay yeah it's fine okay um so let's talk real quick about um about michkov uh matvey michkov okay so are you aware about the story of uh his father was found dead in a pond right his father was working on um, this uh, on getting rid of his KHL contract that he has. Um, so that way he may be, you know, he'd be able to to complete NHL uh, as opposed to in the KHL. Um, so, and like I said, this is what I read from article today. I wish I could cite it better. Um, I don't remember where I saw it, but um, yeah. So like his contract in the KHL, if that, if that, if that can't be nullified at all, I mean, he's over there for three years. He'll be eligible to play in 2026. Mm-hmm. So um, we have, you know, two guys, uh, uh, our top two guys. I mean, Johnny's got a contract for, for seven years, but this is now, it will be six, sorry, next season. So yeah. with three years left on his contract, when he's 30 years old, we'll have, you know, a possible right wing. I don't see Mitchkov going. I don't see, I don't see, I don't see the Blue Jackets going with Mitchkov at all. In yeah. fact, I think he might drop from number four, like all, like down a bit because of the controversy stuff. Um, but we'll see. You know, they drafted Marchenko, you know, uh, twenty eighteen, right, or
1: some shit. Two thousand eighteen in the second round. Yeah, and I've said and, this. I've said this before on the show. Is that this has come out? There was a press conference that came out after the two thousand eighteen NHL draft, and Yarmo came out and said that. With their first pick in the first round, it was pick number 18. And they debated between William Foodie and Krill Marchenko. They really wanted to pick both of them with that pick, but they could only pick one. And they ended up picking Foodie because at that point in time, he was just he was really fast. And just you look at his stats back then, he was putting up the goals and points like crazy. And you combine that with the speed, you're like, oh man, that's just too hard to pass up. But then and they got
0: be able to play sooner
1: and pl- able to play sooner. But then they got lucky because then in the second round, they picked Krillomarchenko with their second round pick that year. So it ended up working out for them where they got both of them. So, you know, there is a pot. So you do wait more for the Russian people, but sometimes it's worth it. And my, I'm not, I can look at Nitschkoff and say, okay, this guy, Said a lot of people say, "Oh, he could be like the next Ovechkin type, a dude that just scores goals like crazy." I, and,
0: I look at Marchenko
1: now, though. But right, right, you know, and I'm not totally against that. If in some, if if in some way, if the Blue Jackets picked him. I would be a little upset, but I understand why that they yeah. or any team would pick him because you look at that and go, "That's that can be hard to pass up on. But the issue being is that... He's not a center. That's what I was about to say, is yeah. that the Blue Jackets really need help at center. And for Meechkov, it's not really his fault, but he's not a center. And where the Blue Jackets are currently are, they just they really need help at center and they need Gosh. to be picking the center. And it really sounds like that they're going to pick a center because John Davidson has been interviewed recently in Yarmo line and in press conferences recently it has said, Oh, they haven't explicitly explicitly said that they're taking a center, but you read between the lines and it's basically them hinting at the fact that, yeah, we're going to take a center. Basically.
0: Yeah. I mean, I if they don't, they're crazy, in my opinion. I think uh, uh, Yarmo likes certain surprises, but I don't think he, he's going to like a first round surprise. I really personally that's, think we're going to see Carlson. There's two other options, but I think Carlson's
1: mean, the better one. Carlson seems to be the bet that, one you uh, among the many people in the Blue Jackets fan community, and you also read from a lot of people, the draft experts and the hockey media, national media, not like Aaron Portsline or like Brian Hedger. But <laughs> they think, well, because they've said, they've said, you know, Carlson too, but like, so that doesn't really, but we're talking about the whole national media, even that they said, have said Carlson. And something even more con, to consider about Carlson is that, he's playing for Sweden in the world junior, I know the world, the world championships. Yep. And the Blue Jackets have a scout who's working for Sweden during the world hockey championships. So they're going to have a little inside it, information, a little edge on who this Carlson guy is when this thing's over, because he'll come back to the Blue Jackets and say, okay, this is who this guy was. This is how he played. This is how he acted. And, you know, the whole bit. Yeah. And also, you look at him. He's big. He's like a moose. Dude, he's 6'3",
0: 198.
1: The dude's, a, he's like a gorilla, basically. The dude's big.
0: dude's huge. And I mean, Bedard's at, 5'10", 185. So he's got like uh, three five inches on Bedard.
1: And if you just, you, I've said this before on the show, but if you look at the history of what kind of centers that the Blue Jackets have had, they're big. They like big centers. You know, 2014, when they made the playoffs, they had Brandon Dubinsky, big dude. They had Ryan Johansson, big dude. You know, you fat, fast forward a couple years later, you know, they had uh, Boone Jenner's that same year, big dude. Now fast forward to 2019, when they had Pierre-Luc Dubois, big dude. Brandon Dubinsky, big dude. Matt Duchesne. Big dude. They had Boone Jenner, big dude. You know, they have Sean Caraui, big dude. There's a certain theme here that the Blue Jackets have, generally speaking, when it comes to centers, is that they like centers that are big. And Leo Carlson is big and he can he can score goals and he's dynamic and play offense, defense and the whole bit and he's big and he just seems like a guy that the Blue Jackets would pick if he was there
0: oh yeah i i, I pretty much agree so you mentioned the double ihf world championship coming up and um i think that that may be that will be such a great showcase for these potential draft uh draftees or whatever you want to call them um to to show their real skill because seriously i mean the, like you know um there's this guy ryan leonard number is uh ranked number five here above will smith yet uh he's a center too he's six foot 190 I have heard less about this guy than I have about most of the other ones but this is another guy to like you know um you know keep an eye on uh as well uh and and then of course watching Will Smith too um and you know going after that there's there's tons of guys in the top 10 that are that are awesome I think the uh you know top few here because uh you know, and then here's the two who I don't think we're gonna get. Obviously, we mentioned Bedard, of course, but uh, then probably not Adam Fantilli, who's also another center. Uh, these top, you know, this is exactly what the Blue Jackets need in, in this draft is like, you know, a, a number one center. Um, that's what we're lacking. Yeah, we got Linek. You know, he's like, oh yeah, I'll give it a shot here. I'll, I'll train, blah blah blah. It was, if he could, if that works out in the long run, that would be amazing. That would be such an awesome center have um and he's also a big dude you know he's like the 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 he's <laughs> the tallest on the team next or uh with the good branson the, the, the same height right yeah like and yeah. and he's he's it's just so weird that you like because you see like John Gaudreau and, and he's like like you know uh smaller and agile and and, and uh you know y- you see him next to Line and he makes Line look slower even yeah. though he's not it's just because Line is bigger. And, yeah, you know he's just. So anyway,
1: and um, I would have it just a slight pushback. It probably won't happen, but I have seen stuff pop up on Twitter from just different people, and even some people in, like, you know, the national media say that they're that they've whether this rumor is true or not, but they've heard that the Ducks may be interested in taking Carlson with the second pick compared to Fantilli which in Mm -hmm. the event that that does happen, obviously that would benefit the Blue Jackets because then they would get Fantilli. Carlson also a good option too, if they get one of those too. but it, you know, it's something to consider is that that is this one of those things where, Oh, we just throw it out there to distract people and maybe get people's attention and, Maybe to try and hype up another guy to try and get you know stop teams from maybe potentially picking that guy, or is this an actual legitimate real thing where they said no we're actually considering doing this and picking uh, Carlson over Fantilli or whatever it's something to it consider and think about and look at probably not going to happen but. When there's a, a lot of people, there's a certain amount of people are saying it, and it, it, this is keeping popping up over the last couple of days here. I've been seeing it, and it just kind of makes you wonder if this is something that could happen.
0: Well, I've also seen people um <laughs> trying to talk about how like the Jackets should trade both their first round picks to move up to second, and I'm like, oh, dude, like it's no, just, it's no, not worth it. This no,
1: year. no. But- no. Make a good
0: point. And, and here's another reason why it might be, it might help someone to get Carlson before Fantilli. And and that's just the, Fantilli is not eligible until 2024 um, to play in the NHL. If he chooses. Okay. Uh, he's ready for NHL in 2024. And um, as far as I'm aware, Leo Carlson can and is eligible to 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 come here and play. Like pretty much right now. Um, so that's just something, and you know, not that, not that we know he's ready to be play, you know, play an NHL level or whatnot. We'll see. Um, but, uh, you know, just something very interesting to, uh, to keep an eye on. I'm going to do our ad here real quick though. Um, so I will see you lovely people here on the other side of this little promo video. Light the lamp during hockey playoffs with DraftKings Sportsbook. Right now, new customers can make a $5 bet and score $150 in bonus bets instantly. I have not looked at the odds for tonight yet, but DraftKings has odds available on their website. I'll just look up a real quick NHL odds. And right here, first thing on Google. Uh, Currently, we have the Maple Leafs and the Floridas and the Panthers uh, battling out right now. Uh, Money line is minus 115 for both. Uh, That's interesting. Uh, Later on tonight, we got the Golden Knights and the Oilers. Uh, uh, Knights are a plus 116 and the Oilers are minus 190 on the money line. Um, So I, uh, that's, that's interesting. Um, What is it a home game for the Oilers again? I think it is. But anyway, um, so there's just some odds for you know later on tonight even. Uh, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and sign up with code THPN. New customers can make a $5 hockey playoff bet and score $150 in bonus bets instantly. That's code THPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Uh, gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in Massachusetts. Call 800-327-5050 or visit GamblingHelpline.org. Uh, in New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Kansas, call 1-800-522-470 on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort, Kansas. 21-plus so most eligible states, but ages vary by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for offer details. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. And that is not all. We have the wonderful Raycon. Um, you know, With coffee starting out, uh, around $5.00. Uh, you know, you go, go, to go to NHL game, get your Tim bits and your coffee. I mean, it could be, that could be like 13 bucks, you know, uh, <laughs> you know, we're, it's not been the greatest economy here. So, you know, most products do the same thing, but are priced differently solely based on the brand name. So to save a good, you know, a few dollars, um, you know, uh, one duplicate or dupe, uh, of like a popular product is it's Raycon uh, Raycon wireless earbuds. Uh, it's premium audio at perfect price point, so you can listen to what you want when you want without breaking the bank, and uh, much better quality than a lot of those like cheapo ones you can get at uh, like uh, you know dollar stores around and whatnot. Those are not good. I don't recommend them. Um, uh, Raycon's mission is to prove that you shouldn't have to pay an arm and a leg for quality, sound, and essential smart tech listening features. You can get a pair and a spare and still pay less than you would with some of its other big name tech brands out there. Raycon knows that in this economy, every purchase needs to be perfect. They offer buy now, pay later options. Right now, you can pay as low as $18 at checkout. Uh, they have an easy and free return guarantee. They offer two years of product protection insurance for just a few dollars. They have a free domestic shipping and a flat fee international shipping for you Canadians out there. Or actually, I saw on our, um, I saw on our, uh, on our, uh, where we upload our podcast, we had a listener from Singapore. Uh, really? If that's not a VPN from somebody, hello to you out in Singapore. Yeah. Um, they have flat fee international shipping, so you can get some Raycons. Uh, they have over 50,000 five-star reviews. Uh, some of my favorite, uh, features here are the, uh, uh the noise isolation. Uh, you know, oftentimes, uh, it can be really loud around you. and I like that a lot, but then also awareness mode. So if I'm out doing like, uh, you know, some yard work or if I'm out walking beside the road, I have the awareness of things going around, uh, uh, around me. Uh, and as well too, if I'm working or if I'm like, you know, running by the road, water and sweat resistance, uh, definitely, it goes a long way. Uh, go to buyraycon.com slash THPN today and get 15% off your Raycon order. That's byraycon.com slash THPN to score 15% off. Check it out. It helps out the hockey podcast, work, which helps us out immensely, and we love it. And we have a comment here, our first comment of the night. Yeah. And CBJ with four exclamation yeah. points. Hell yeah. Uh, (laughs) wonderful kevin valentin (laughs) i love it love it hell yeah anyone out there too um you know if you uh leave us comments uh on our our twitter afterwards we'll maybe answer them the next uh next podcast and if you want to comment now on facebook or on youtube we'll probably read them out loud here on uh, on air Probably, you know, if you're mean to me or, um, you say some yeah. stupid shit, uh, shenanigans
1: and uh, no shenanigans.
0: So we talked about all the big news from this week. Uh, we talked about a little in depth about, you know, the first couple uh, prospects here. Um, I'm not going to go past the first round with that. Cause I just don't, uh, it's, it's a, it's so hard to tell without me being like a professional scout and having a team of people like Yarmar does. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, but, uh, what I wanted to talk about next, uh, and possibly this might go a little while too. Um, the blue jackets have their draft position, but they don't have a coach. Mm -hmm. So, um, I just did a simple Google search today. Um, you know, that's where I get a lot of my information from, of course. Who doesn't? Um, what are some of the top candidates for for uh, for an NHL coach this year? Uh, there's a couple familiar names on here, and there's some out of left field that I would have never heard of if I didn't Google it. Um, so um, let me just – oh, I'm sorry. There is a lawnmower outside. Can you hear that? No. Excellent. Can you hear it yeah. now?
1: Yes. Fuck.
0: Okay, keep going. Hold on. Hell, hold on. Um, now tell me talking. a bit about Pascal Vincent, real quick.
1: I'll be right back. Hey, so.
0: What are you doing? You're just sitting here looking at the camera.
1: <laughs> I'm <laughs> waiting for you to
0: something. No, it's cool. Sorry about the dead space there, guys. I just want to, you know, it's whatever. If there's a lawnmower, there's a lawnmower. It's all going to come around every now and then. Anyways, um, you
1: know, I'll, I'll answer your question about Pascal Vincent. So, Basically. well,
0: real quick, there was one thing I wanted to really ask about him. Um, yeah. If he is passed up. By the Blue Jackets, which is a very good possibility, because they they yeah. may be looking for someone outside the system. If if he's passed up by the Blue Jackets, I mean he's available
1: mm-hmm. to other teams
0: then too. Right, right. So I mean he might be, you know, he's bilingual. He can do this, the English and French thing, you know. So like Montreal, super near the coach or something like that. But um, you know, I, I'd be interested to see if he goes somewhere else. What do you think?
1: So a little as I've said this on the show before is that. One of the, that was one of the smart things that Brad Larson did while he was here with the Blue Jackets, is pick, Pascal Vincent, as one of his uh, associate coaches, and there's reasons behind that. As Pascal Vincent, when he was a coach for the Jets minor league team, he had some good teams there. He helped develop some talent that the Jets currently have, and with some of those players that he had a role in are two players that the Blue Jackets currently have. That's Patrick Lyonet and Jack Roselbeck. So that plays an important role that he helped development with the Jets and he's helping de- helping them develop them with the Blue Jackets. And we're seeing some of that positive development because we've seen so, some good moments from both Patrick Lyonet and Jack Roselbeck with the Blue Jackets. Also, I I've read some stuff online about this, is that when Pascal Vincent he was also an assistant coach with the Jets as well. Did some good stuff there too. And when he left to go be an associate coach for the Blue Jackets, a lot of people in Winnipeg fans and everyone else were very or upset that the he left because they wanted him to stay with the Jets because they thought he was a good coach. Yeah. Um, also, again, it was kind of a small sample size, but the last two seasons we've seen him in a head coaching role in part because Brad Larson had to go do some stuff, whether it be personal issues or, or, yeah. or what, or what not.
0: That's when we get to see line at center a little bit.
1: And the whole center thing is that it was two games and it was a small sample size that line. A played in the two games, but that started under Pascal Vincent Yeah, and he asked about it. And basically that's when we learned all no, that he's been talking like Brad Larson and Pascal Vincent about it for a while. And this is when they finally gave the go run said, okay, we'll try it. And yes, it was only two games. And yes, it it was a small sample size, but in those two games, it actually looked pretty good because it just looked, you know, the one criticism you can have of Patrick Lyon, it's just sometimes he's just not with it. He's just not all quite there. And in those two games, even if it was a small sample size, he looked more motivated and just more in it and more with it. Like he just wanted yeah. to go in there and play better. And he um, did. So, you know, so there's, that's the good thing about Pascal. Vincent. Yeah. But
0: what are the odds really that they don't go outside of the, you know, the organization? Cause they just kept it within the organization. And the, yeah, and last time.
1: And that's what I'm and about to say. Didn't
0: pan out well. Now the thing is uh, Vincent, was the QMJHL coach of the year in 2008 and he was the AHL's most outstanding coach in 2018. He's got the experience. He's been, you know, he's been named like the best coaches of other leagues here and there. I mean, I I could see him being a a decent coach, but is he what this team needs? You know, I can say from, there's some other options here, too. From
1: a, potential, from a potential development standpoint, I'd say yes, because the Blue Jackets do need that. However, though, I, he probably doesn't seem, because of, of all the good stuff I've said about him on this podcast, which is true, which would definitely help out the Blue Jackets. But I don't necessarily think he gets picked because they do need someone else my perfect in my opinion my perfect coach for the Blue Jackets would be if you could take all the good stuff from torts and you can combine that with someone that's good at developing talent offensively defensively and you put those things together that would be my perfect coach I'm not necessarily sure if someone like that's out there maybe maybe not but that's what I would say I'm probably thinking he's probably not going to get picked if I had to take a guess on who does get picked it's probably uh, Gerard Gallant because when the Ooh, hmm. bec- one of the, it's a bunch of other people too, but the reason it could be Gerard Gallant is that he was one of the guy, one of the finalists that got interviewed the last time before Brad Larson got He,
0: he was. Yeah. And
1: Blue Jackets almost got him and it was a good, they had some good interviews and things were positive progress.
0: Uh, Gallant was actually a coach for two momentum, seasons here. Yeah
1: moment yes there's that and then you know when they were interviewing there's some positive momentum there something there but they ultimate they chose um you know they chose brand larson and you look at gerard glant's history he has a history of being a good coach he took good season with the panthers took them to the playoffs he took the vegas golden knights to the stanley cup final he took you know he he took you know the Rangers last year to the conference finals. This year takes them back to the playoffs again. Some yeah. decent at developing talent. You know there are some issues with them, so it could be that. But another one that I've seen pop up a little bit uh, is the coach from Quinnipiac who just won the national championship in hockey, and he has a little interesting story. Is that he's been with Quinnipiac for over twenty plus years. And he's helped develop that program where they are now to where they're getting good players, consistently developing talent offensively and defensively, a good culture guy. And he just helped his team win the national championship yeah. in hockey. But it's like that he
0: doesn't have NHL experience.
1: Guy. So right. I feel
0: like someone like him might be a really nice, like assistant coach, mm-hmm. you know, um, so be someone to really help right with the down. young guys and whatnot, you know? Um, uh, so, you know, like I mentioned earlier, I Googled like a list of things. So here's, here's a list of like some eligible candidates that other people think would be uh, good fits for head coaches this year. Uh, there's a uh, Andrew Brunette, the uh, New Jersey Devils assistant coach. Um, the Panthers um, had thought about promoting Brunette, uh, who was interim coach after the uh, Quenville's forest, you know, he got, he got fired and, um, and instead they Paul, hired Paul Maurice, which I'm watching him coach the bench right now. So uh, he's one to think about. He's definitely, you know, he's a little bit younger too. That's the only thing I think with Gallant is like, yeah, he's still a good coach. But um, I think if we can get someone maybe like just a bit younger, like, um, you know, even Brad Larson's age, or maybe a little bit younger, just simply to, you know, connect with the younger group that we're going to be having again. Um we have a uh, another uh, assistant coach here, as to be Spencer Carberry from the Toronto Maple Leafs. Um, he's forty-one years old, and I think you know that might be a a nice age to be able to connect with some of those um, players as well. It's not like you know too old, like,
1: not too not too I, young I, anymore.
0: I I uh, I hesitate to say like like Torts. You know, he's getting kind of old. You know, and not that he's not can't be successful anymore, but his. Type of coaching is also, you know, becoming um, less less of a thing uh, to be that hard on people. I think, um, you know, it's it is what it is. So that's that's another one to think inside, think about. Um, there's a bunch of assistant coaches on here, um, because they actually have Pascal Vincent on here too. They also have another Blue Jackets uh, uh, assistant that I'll get to in just a little bit. Um. Jay Leach, Seattle Kraken assistant coach. Uh, he was four years the head coach of the HL uh, Providence Bruins, um, and he was hired in at their you know during their first season with the with the Kraken. Um, so, and uh, he had been in consideration for the Bruins head coaching job this past summer after uh, Cassidy was fired. Uh, then they picked Montgomery. Um, so, um, an interesting one. Here's one that I've heard uh, thrown around quite a bit. That is Marco Sturm. Um, he is the, uh, HL Ontario rain head coach currently. Um, Sturm is, I believe, a former player as well, I think. Um, but anyway, um, he was, uh, he was head of the Germany's national team for a while too. Um, and, uh, so the rain is a, uh, LA Kings affiliate league so they they hand picked uh, sturm for the, for the head coach of the rain um, specifically only him so i'm curious if they're trying to like farm him up to their themselves as well like the kings whatever um, i'm going to skip over that one i'm not the biggest like i guess there's ryan, ryan worf worsofsky um he, he's he's all right. He was like one of the youngest head coaches in the AHL at 34, which is as old as like some younger than some of the players at that point. Um, he's in charge of the Sharks penalty kill. I mean, it's hard to say that that would be good since we just had a coach that was like that, whose penalty kill was like about where the Sharks was uh, next in line here. Of course we have the wonderful Pascal Vincent. Um, I'm not going to mention a couple of these cause I don't think they'd be good fits at all. Uh, here's an interesting one. That uh, people. I mean, so I've also already said uh, Trent Vogelhuber, you know, head coach of the the Columbus sponsors. But here's one, Joel Martin, the head coach of the Kalamazoo Wings, another CBJ affiliate. Yes, the Wings, I know, but CBJ affiliate up in Kalamazoo, Michigan, and um, he's a his former minor league goaltender, and uh, he's been active in the NHL Coaches Association, uh, BIPOC programs, and so um. He'd be interesting. But so here's, here's the next interesting one from the Blue Jackets. That is Steve McCarthy. Uh, you know, he was a, a draft pick back in 99 for the Blackhawks. Uh, called it quits in 2016. Uh, he's, been, uh, he's been an assistant coach with the Cleveland Monsters in the NFL, Uh the last team he played for, actually. Uh, he was poised to be the, the head coach of the Monsters, but decided to take the opportunity for NHL uh, bench experience um yeah uh, so he coaches the defense in Columbus, which wasn't really great this year um or last but uh uh you know the players the players, uh, there's a quote here from one of them they, they, they seem to love him uh, as, as a coach um, and sometimes I guess some of like the the coaches people like the most may not be the best coach
1: sometimes, you yeah. know. Steve McCarthy wow. was part of the Monsters team that won the Calder Cup, and he played with Zach Gorensky. So that is some connection there that is interesting to to think Dude, about. That, and it, and uh, he's a little
0: bit, bit younger.
1: A little That's bit really
0: interesting that and, they would have played together.
1: Mm-hmm. And uh, but it's much like the Pascal Vincent thing. Like you have that con- he, that connection with Line a and Rossivik that's nice to have to help develop them. And it's a similar thing that I'm assuming that Steve McCarthy has with Zach Korensky that he's going to help develop them and make them even better. So from a Blue Jackets standpoint, it's good that they have those two things right now.
0: Yeah. Um, here's Here's another interesting pick and not, you know, I don't think anyone here in Ohio or many fans of uh, Ohio sports would like anything from Pittsburgh, but there is a uh, Todd Reardon. He's a Pittsburgh Penguins assistant coach. He's the only person to have or only coach to have ever coached both Ovechkin and Crosby. That's a little unique. He knows how to work with the, you know, with some big names. He knows, you know, maybe uh, has seen how to, you know, really focus on those people because ovechkin's really unique too because he stands there in his office all day and he you know they're whatever coaching they're doing is, is 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 working still because he's still doing the same thing he's been doing for like a decade right and yet they're able to get their team to like open that area up draw the 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 players out from that and pass it right to Ovi for a shot so you know maybe the blue jacket take a note with that you know the couple of are you know great one-timer type people so um you know yeah so he's a assistant coach for pittsburgh
1: even though that but see and i've seen this too which is true is that even yes ovechkin does that a lot he just kind of stands there for a bit but even he had to learn that you can't always do that and had <laughs> to move around and pick up on different yeah. parts of the ice and what you know, other teams are giving you or whatnot. And that was actually part of his development is that coach is getting him to learn that you just can't always do that. You need to do uh, other things as well.
0: Yeah. Um. So maybe next week uh, we'll talk a little bit more about some possible coaching candidates um, uh, out there. um. You know, it'll be a one, one week closer to uh, Yarmo was quoted as saying uh, something like, um, paraphrasing for a second uh he's he'd rather sooner than later or something like that um
1: that my thing my thing on that is that it kind of does tell you something and it kind of doesn't because that because we don't know what's in your most heart sooner (laughs) rather than later that could be now tomorrow next week a month from now that could be july we don't necessarily know. know it just means sooner july whatever it could be july we not we just
0: we i just think it would that. become it would come before the draft i'd imagine oh. so that, that way they can talk about it as coach and gm um then also you know the the draft position that's something that i talked about with the fellows over at bnb too um the draft position could feasibly influence where some coaches might want to go oh. um you know, we didn't get first but still even uh it might be someone might really want to coach someone like carlson uh, you know, there's some there's some foreign coaches that we haven't looked at yet. Um, you know, maybe we'll talk about them a little bit more next week. Because also next week, I'd like to finish off our series of making the cut. I believe we stopped with, you know, Vlad, uh, Vladislav Gavrikov last week uh, in our list uh, going from points uh, leaders down to the bottom. Uh, and then we've got like 10 more people to go yet. Um, just a little bit too much for, for one episode. Uh, so we'll be talking about that here uh next wednesday as well as you know who could be the possible uh the possible coach that's something to yeah there's a lot a lot and, going on in the offseason here for the blue jackets and i'm here and, for it
1: yep and isn't this something for all these people out there that were saying oh my god blue jackets what are you doing why are you winning games why are you winning games you should have lost that game why are you winning games uh derp was it worth winning be, pit beating beating pittsburgh well, turns out, based off of this lottery, the Blue Jackets should have won more games if they wanted to get, you know, the first spot.
0: One more game. One more game. They could have got that first spot. Or if they would have lost them all, they still would have even gotten first pick. They would have, they would have gotten second pick.
1: So it's, isn't that just, you know, something? isn't that all these people saying oh what are you doing blue jackets what are you doing you gotta lose these games why are you winning games oops they lost a lot of those games that people said that they should have lost and based off of this lottery said oops you should actually should have won more games if you actually wanted that first spot and oh well and in terms of the Pittsburgh game, I've said this before, but blame the Penguins for that game because three mistakes cost them that game. The first mistake they in the defensive zone, they lose the faceoff. Andrew peaks wide open. He scores. The second goal is because the Blue Jackets give three power play opportunities to the Blue Jackets in the third. They kill off the first two. On the third one, they leave a Mel Benstrom wide open. Bad defense by them. Leaving one of the better shooters that the Blue Jackets have wide open. That's not a smart move. And then then the third goal is you left Johnny Gaudreau wide open on a breakaway in overtime. That is absolutely <laughs> important. You are basically saying, Yeah, I want to lose this game when you leave Johnny Gaudreau wide open on a breakaway in overtime. <laughs> that's just that's just how that's just you know how it is. So that's why the Blue Jackets won that game because of three bad mistakes. That the Not because play. how good
0: they play, but how how shitty Pittsburgh played. <laughs> you know what? That's okay. I like when Pittsburgh plays shitty because I don't like Pittsburgh. <laughs> <laughs> That's like the fifth time this this podcast. I think I've I've ripped on Pittsburgh.
1: Well, if you look at it, Pittsburgh historically speaking, Ohio sports teams don't get well, don't get along with Pittsburgh. They just don't. They don't even get... more
0: so than Michigan, which is interesting because yeah. there's actually like a battle for. Toledo back in the day between yeah. Michigan and Ohio—that's where that rivalry comes from.
1: You know, you you look at it, it's like the the Reds don't get along with the Pirates; they got into fights with the Pirates. The Bengals and Browns don't get along with the Steelers; <laughs> they've had some issues there going back <clears throat> and forth. And then the Blue Sorry. Jackets, you know don't get along with the penguins and they kind of go back and forth with them. So it's just like, if you're an Ohio sports team, you probably don't just get along with Pittsburgh (laughs) because historically speaking, that's just how it's been. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, um, I think that's kind of, uh, that's kind of what we got for this episode. Is there anything else you'd like to add on uh, Kevin and, and, and if there is uh, go ahead, uh, go ahead with that, and then you can sign off uh, yourself then as well. Yeah. Uh,
1: so James Fisher is a Blue Jackets prospect that's playing for the Youngstown Phantoms. Oh, yeah, Phantom. and yeah, and uh, they have advanced to the Clark Cup final. So Hell yeah, the Blue Jackets recently had uh, two Russian prospects playing in the championship over in Russia. And now that trend will continue as they have Blue Jackets prospect James Fisher playing with the Youngstown Phantoms in the Clark Cup Final. So best of luck to you, James Fisher, and the Youngstown Phantoms. Hell yeah. It would be cool if they brought a championship home back to Ohio.
0: You know, Youngstown's, like, not that far from me. I should think about going a few games sometime. I've seen their billboard up. It's, I think they're sponsored by Fan Fireworks, because that's like their logo is the same as that. And here in Ohio, I don't know, it might be more than Ohio. I doubt it, but Fan Fireworks just it is what it is. Fireworks. <laughs> you
1: know, there's uh, in terms of fireworks. I know this, like there's this on, on all my drives to Columbus or, or coming back, or you know, just Ohio in general. Whether it be Columbus or Cincinnati or whatnot. Yeah. Columbus is that there's a billboard a firework place in Indiana and once I see that it's like call like Crazy Kaplan's and (laughs) once I see that I know that like I'm I'm almost out of Indiana and I'm almost into Illinois. (laughs) So it's like a landmark like oh there's the crazy Kaplan's billboard. I'm almost out of Illinois getting closer to home and uh Illinois. You know you're
0: in Ohio when you see the hell is real billboard.
1: I I saw that I saw that when I was no, I was you know in April. I was in Columbus, uh, Ohio. I saw the Blue Jackets play. And I saw the Reds play. And driving down to Ohio at Cincinnati, you you see that it's something interesting. Even the crew in FC Cincinnati. That's what they've they've come together and said, okay, that's going to be the name of our matchup when we play each other. The hell <laughs> is real derby. That is, like, one of the most Ohio things ever. (laughs) Anyway. But, you know, um, so, yeah, you do see that in Cincinnati. Um, But, yeah, best of luck to you, James Fisher. Best of luck to you, James Fisher. So um, that's all I have to say in regards to that. Uh, Check out uh, Uni Blue Soldiers, as you can see in the background. Got my two uh, Uni Blue Soldier scarves right there. In the background, go check out Union Blue Soldiers. It's a fun Blue Jackets theme group that I do. We do marches. We have a beer, but you, it's not coming back till October 2023. Mm-hmm. But Thank you to everyone who bought it because it sold out all over the place. It did very well. So thank you for right. buying Union Soldier. Uh, you know, we're doing marches. It's a lot of fun. We've been on the TV and radio and Internet, newspaper, it, so much more. We've done stuff with the Blue Jackets. Yes, Owen! You are absolutely right, Owen. Union Blue Soldiers are swag. (laughs) My guy, Owen, great guy. You are absolutely right. Uh, But no, Union Blue Soldiers, we've done stuff with the Blue Jackets, you know, with marches. And if you've been to a Blue Jackets game, you probably saw my face and Union Blue Soldiers on the scoreboard. So, you know, Check out the beer when it comes back in October. Follow Uni Blue Soldiers and all social media platforms, and come join us for our next march, uh, October two thousand twenty-three. It's gonna be a lot of fun just uh, oh, yeah. a lot, a lot of more. We got a lot of fun stuff coming up. Go check, go check it out. And uh, Hefty Duck does some really damn cool fucking art. Mm-hmm. Go check that out. And um, check my you know, Twitter. Don't yeah, check out uni Blue Soldiers. Anyways, oh, yeah. gets the whole bit. But yeah, check it out. Blue like
0: Kevin said, you know, go ahead and uh, you know, if you give us a follow, if you like our like our stuff, give us a follow on whatever. If you're listening on podcasting, we're everywhere on podcast, Spotify apple whatever whatever. Um, you know, give us a follow over on uh, on Twitter. Uh, a lot of you see us from there anyway, uh, but we're at uh, Brew Jackets Pod on Twitter. You can find us on YouTube, the Brew Jackets on YouTube. Uh, we're on Facebook. We're wherever usually for the most part. But um, check us out. Uh, we like to have fun. We like to you know, talk shit about Pittsburgh mostly and talk a little bit about the Blue Jackets, I guess. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, you can check me out on Twitter as well. I'm at have to duck uh, Other than that, this has been a episode of the Brew Jackets. Thank you all for joining us. Uh, join us next week when we talk more about uh, coaches and who will be on the team next week. Thank y'all. We'll see you soon.